Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Weekly Walk. I'm your host, Joshua Ingram. It is Sunday, November 15th, year of our Lord, 2020. Um, I've actually missed the last few weeks of doing these, and um, that's unfortunate. Uh, it, it was my original concern, naming it The Weekly Walk. Um, I just felt like doing so obligated me to do one each week. And I know, you know, it's probably not really important to anybody listening, but I just felt like if if you're going to say something, you have to be a man of your word and do it. And so I hesitated on naming it the weekly walk just because I thought, man, you know, there's probably going to be times where I have to miss a week, um, especially in the summer months because I, I, I like to go camping a lot. And um, so I, I do these on the weekend and when I'm out in the woods on the weekend, I'm unable to record, but... Um, I missed the last few weeks here, and I do apologize about that. Um, perhaps, I mean, maybe I'm putting too much pressure on myself uh, with the weekly walk uh, title. Like, I don't know if that necessarily obligates me to do each and every week. Um, if I'm violating that biblical precept of letting your yay be yay, nay be nay being a man of integrity if I miss a week. Um, I I just feel like I will try to do each week, um, but sometimes, uh, you know, circumstances come up and um, I just run out of time and I'm unable to do it. During during the weekdays, I don't have a whole lot of free time. And then on the weekends, um, I'm usually in fellowship on Fridays and Saturdays. So Sunday is usually the only uh, time that I have free time to do things. And if I fall behind on a Sunday, it just gets really stressful because I also do several YouTube videos and, and Facebook Live videos. And, and, and so sometimes Sunday can just be a, I wouldn't say overwhelming, but it, it, it can get close. The, the day is filled. And so if I fall behind, I kind of have to pick and choose on, on what to sacrifice and... um that can be difficult, but anyways, the, the other bad thing about, uh, missing a few week, a uh, few weeks is that I, doing these weekly, I had a mindset of tracking my spiritual thoughts throughout the week. So, so I would write them down and, and then I would have topics to talk about when I do this, this podcast, um, falling behind, I kind of fell out of that. So I, I really didn't write down a whole lot of my spiritual mindset um, throughout the last two weeks. Um, so th- that's going to make it difficult to fill a podcast. I, I hope I, I have enough information here that I, I can fill the, the hour or 45 minutes or whatever it is. Um, we'll see how it works out. But um, anyways, um, that I guess that's me trying to justify missing the last two weeks. But we're back to it. And so the last few weeks here, there's really just been one predominant thought on my mind. And it's probably the same thought that is on most people's minds in America. And that's the, uh, the political situation that we're facing in this country. And this has really dominated my thoughts lately. And, um, I've, I've had several weeks where I've had to re-examine my heart, re-examine my motive, re-examine um, the things I do throughout the week and, 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 and just 
consider whether or not I should really be looking into these things. And so just to give you an idea of where I stand on this, um, I have always considered myself to be apolitical. Like, I, I'm not interested in the right-left politics of America, the Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal uh, political background in this country. I, I don't believe in it. Um, I think I, I, I believe it's a scam. It's a hustle. It's, um, I think it was Churchill or Roosevelt or one of the two that said um, presidents aren't elected, they're selected. And I I believe that I've I've spent almost twenty years um, studying political conspiracy, uh, geopolitical conspiracy, new world order type stuff, and I am firmly convinced that we lost um, the democratic process of our constitutional republic many many years ago. Um, I'm almost how old am I now? I'm I'm thirty eight. And my entire life, I don't think we've been free. I think we have a, a cloak, a veil of freedom, a pretended freedom. Uh, but behind the scenes, we're controlled by an oligarchy, um, a collection of, of uber-rich elitists who decide our, our policy in this country, who decide the direction we go in. Whether a Republican or a Democrat is in the presidency, whether we have a Democrat or Republican-controlled Senate and House, uh, whether or not it's conservative or liberal judges that make up the, the majority of the Supreme Court, it's really irrelevant. Um, behind there's, there's a pyramid structure of power behind the scenes, and our senators and congressmen and, and presidents and judges um, are really just an illusion. It, it's, it's, a, it's a managing system uh, that gets its orders uh, from CEOs, so to speak. They... they these managers take their directives from a board, and that board is an elite satanic organization. Um, basically, it, 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 you have high-level occultists that own almost every single industry um, in the world, whether that's the media, uh, the oil industry, the steel, the, the natural gas, the... the um, and well, and I guess most importantly, they own the banking systems, and and I think it was a uh, Roth, was it Lord Mayor Rothschild or Nathan Rothschild, um, who said, um, "Give me control of the money, and I care not who makes uh, who the polit politicians are." That that's a terrible uh, quotation. He didn't say it exactly that way. I, f I forget it. He said, "Give me control of the money, and I care not who's in office." Or, or something along those lines. Basically implying that um, whoever controls the banking system, whoever controls the flow of money in a country, is going to dictate policy, is going to have ownership over the politicians. And so that's what we have in this country. Many, many, many years ago, um, central banks took over. And the, those central bankers are, are the same people that own all the other industries. And when you start to research it, you find that it's really a small cabal of people. It's, a, it's, it's, it's family lines, and it's people like Rothschilds and Rockefellers and DuPonts and uh, the royal family of, of Norway, I believe, and um, the Kennedys and the Onassises and uh, 
there's, I believe, 13 bloodlines, 13 families uh, that pretty much own the controlling interest of all the central banks in the world, and thereby they own control over all the major industries in the world. And they're behind the scenes. You know, when Forbes puts out a list of the richest people, none of these people are mentioned, even though, though they're not just billionaires, they're trillionaires. They own the banks. They print the money. They, they own everything. And, and they're, behind, they're silent. They're behind the scenes. And it's a biblical conspiracy. Psalms 2 talks about how the rulers of the earth plot and plan against God. And uh, these people are empowered by principalities and powers. They're, 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 they're uh, controlled by demons. They're controlled by the devil. It's a Luciferian plot. Uh, they're all involved in high-level occultism, um, Freemasonry, Bohemian Club, uh, Skull and Bones, and then just, you know, high-level witchcraft and magic. And um, they're demonically possessed, and they get their instructions from the demons and Satan, and they're directing this world towards a one-world government, um, which is biblical. The Bible talks about there will be a beast system in the last days, a, a worldwide system in which everybody will worship the beast. And um, so when you know that, and then you look at the progression of the world, and you see that everything's progressing towards this one world system, and that it's being orchestrated by these high-level occultists who have taken control of the monetary systems of the world and taken control of all the industries, and then they dictate policies of, of governments um, through organizations that they've established, um, which would like the Trilateral Commission, the Bilderberg Group, and uh, the Council on Foreign Relations here in America. So whether a Republican or a Democrat is in office, uh, they're just a managing party that, that receives their orders and their dictates um, from organizations like the Council on Foreign Relations who are getting their dictates uh, from these high-level occultists, which which are nicknamed the Illuminati, uh, the the real Illuminati, not the Jay Z Beyonce nonsense, uh, the thirteen bloodlines of the Illuminati, who are who are in turn getting their instructions um, through demonic powers and and principalities, and and um, they're getting their instructions from Satan. So it's a, it's a pyramid scheme. It's a hierarchy um, where you have your 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 uh, low-level politicians and judges who are being instructed by organizations uh, like the CFR and the Bilderberg and the Trilaterals and the Club of Rome, um, who are in turn being instructed uh, by the 13 families, um, uh, the elite uber-rich bankers. Um, and it's not a Zionist conspiracy. A lot of people go that direction just because the Rothschilds are Jews, but the Rockefellers are not Jews. The, the royal family aren't Jews. This isn't a Jewish conspiracy. This is a satanic conspiracy. Um, so you have those low-level politicians and judges. Above them, you have the organizations like the CFR, the uh, Trilateral, the Bilderbergs. Above them, you have the 13 families of the Illuminati. Above them, you have the principalities and powers. And above them, you have Satan. And that's why on the back of our dollar bill, we see that pyramid with the all-seeing eye of Satan hovering at the top. And, and the words, in God we trust on our money. Um, it's, it's, it's a reference to that Luciferian system. Um, so 
with all that said, this this is my belief structure coming into politics. That's how I view politics. I view it as it's it's a shell game. It's a hustle. Uh, they get us riled up on emotional, um, social issues. Uh, they get everybody divided, and 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 in the meantime, foreign policy and and elimination of freedom and a decay of morals in the country always progresses forward towards the new world order, no matter who's in power. Um, and that's because the people in power are just low-level managers. They really don't have any power. And so it's it's professional wrestling. You know, it's it's a it's a hustle. You got good guy versus bad guy, but behind the scenes they're working together. It's it's a show. It's 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 an illusion of choice that they give us. And so I've always viewed politics in that way, or not always, uh, since I woke up to this back in like 2004, 2005. Um, I've always seen the, the lie of the left-right paradigm, the lie of the, the conservative, um, liberal, Republican, Democrat scheme. I've seen beyond that and seen, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, if you look back in history from Eisenhower, Ford, Carter, Reagan, Bush, Clinton, uh, the other Bush, Obama, it, it nothing really matters. It, it, it Everything progresses in the same way. Foreign policy and foreign aggression, conquering of other nations, that always progresses regardless of who's in power. Slow erosion of constitutional freedoms always occurs regardless of who's in power. And a decay in the morals of society always occurs no matter who's in power. And that's because behind the scenes, the New World Order, the Illuminati devilish Luciferian plot is moving forward. They just get us focused on these managing systems and divide us so that nobody really thinks beyond that. With all that said, in comes Donald Trump four years ago. Donald Trump kind of confused me. I, I wasn't sure what to think of Donald Trump. I, I immediately um, felt a kinship towards him. I felt a, a drawing towards him. Um, I felt like... It, Perhaps he was, uh, perhaps somehow, some way he was outside this system because he spoke against some of the new world order policies. He spoke against the federal reserve system, uh, which is the central bank, which is the power structure of the, the Illuminati. He spoke against the UN, which is either the foreshadow or the, the, the coming beast system it's the the worldwide governmental system that's going to be put into play uh whether or not it's as the UN or is it's uh, if it's something that is birthed from the UN I don't know but he spoke against that he spoke about national sovereignty um which uh, it, it, the world the the new world order system the illuminati system is moving towards a world government which means they want to incorporate america into globalism so, but Trump spoke of nationalism and not globalism. He wanted to empower America freedom and sovereignty and, and kind of separate us from the rest of the world, um, which was uh, physically indicated by his desire to, to build a wall um, and, and to bring American businesses back and to get rid of these unfair freight uh, trade agreements that were um, kind of siphoning off American uh prosperity and, 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 and bringing us down to a common denominator, making us more equal with other countries. 
So when he, he was saying these things, I thought, wow, here's a guy, perhaps he, he perhaps the Lord is raising him up um, to give us more time. Perhaps he's going to give us a reprieve. You know, it, it's, I couldn't understand how, because the, the elite, the Illuminati control the very um, political system from the ground up. And what I mean by that is you don't even get to run for office unless you, you are committed to this. They control not just who wins the, the, the elections, but they control who gets to run for the elections. They, they establish, you know, when, it's, when it was Mitt Romney versus Barack Obama, they had control of both of those guys. They determined that those would be the two that they set up. They, you know, Mitt Romney didn't get to be the opponent to Barack Obama unless they approved it. Uh, same when it was Bush and Gore, both of those guys controlled, it's always controlled. So my thought process was how, how could Trump, if he's really real, if he's really opposed to this, how did he get into this position? Cause they determine if, if somebody is outside their system, they won't even put them on TV. They won't, they won't even, you know, it takes millions to get on the ticket even, and and certainly Trump wouldn't have an issue with that, but they're certainly not going to give them airtime. They control the media. They control that propaganda machine. So, so like when Ron Paul ran, Ron Paul is a legitimate statesman, somebody who's opposed to the New World Order. And when he was running, they wouldn't even give him airtime. In the debates, that you know, when there was like eight people running for the Republican Party, uh, you would see the other people get like 20 minutes of talk time to his eight minutes. You know, they would just limit what he was able to say. And then they would uh, have a smear campaign in, in the in the media across all platforms, uh, labeling him a conspiracy nut. So, and then, I mean, worst case scenario, even if somebody does somehow uh, get to be the front runner in some way that escapes me, I don't know how it could be, but they control the elections. They can simply switch the votes. They they can, they you know, Al Gore, George Bush is a prime example of that. They wanted Bush. Uh, somehow the votes came out in favor of Al Gore. They just switched it, and they got Bush in there. So they can always do that. So so Trump was a mystery to me. It was like, how did this guy come about? He's not from that geopolitical background. So he doesn't have this, he wasn't brought up you know, when, when they go, when politicians go to the universities and they learn political science, they're taught globalism. They're taught, um, this, this world, um, empire scheme so that regardless of, of where they stand on moral issues, regardless of where they stand on financial issues, uh, whether they come out on the right or left side of the political spectrum, they're, they're going to have the same, uh, world globalism mindset. And Trump, didn't come from that background. So when I looked at him, I, I thought, okay, here's a guy who didn't come from that background. He's speaking against the New World Order power base. Um, could it be that the Lord has given us someone to, to resist this? Because that's the only way that somebody's going to get into that kind of position is if the Lord appoints them. Uh, because like I say, the Illuminati controls the whole system from the ground up. Now, fast forward. Um, Trump's in office. I'm looking, I'm saying, okay, he he speaks the right things, but nothing's really being done. We're still involved in the UN. We still have troops stationed all over the world. Um, there, there's still a push for the New World Order. 
Um, he's done some minor things. You know, he's done the typical conservative things. He's he's done some things that have benefited American businesses and benefited financial uh, the financial state of the mid class. Uh, but you know, those are the same types of things that the Republicans do all the time. It really has no real meaning um, in the scheme of the new world order, uh, globalistic geopolitical force. Like it, it doesn't impact that at all. Yeah, and so, but because I was so confused about Trump, I've put a lot of hope in him, even though I believe it's still a hustle. I look at him and I go, he just, maybe he's different. Maybe he will stand up for us. Maybe he will resist the New World Order. And because of that hope that I've put in him, I've grown so extremely frustrated with with the constant lies in the media. It's one smear campaign after another. And it's so blatant and it's so obvious that it's it's beyond anything we've ever seen in our lifetime. The media has gone from being a subtle propaganda machine to just being an outright leftist lying machine. Just constantly lying. And it's just, there is no more uh, journalistic integrity. It's just lie after lie after lie after lie. It's just straight propaganda. Um, it's it, Joseph Goebbels and, and Adolf Hitler Nazism type propaganda. And it's so blatantly obvious and so frustrating to see so many people bought into it. And so I, I've, I've, since Trump's been in office, I've, I've kind of just become politically minded again. Um, just by paying attention to the news and and listening to political podcasts. And I get so frustrated at the injustice because not only is the media lying, but then we see these 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 uh, what Trump calls the deep state, which are are uh, people who are sold out to the new world order, people who are sold out to globalism, people who are sold out to the CFR trilateral Bilderberg conspiracy, uh, low-level management puppets of the Illuminati, people like Pelosi and, and Schiff and, and uh, Clinton and uh, Maxine Waters and, and Joe Biden and, and all these people who are just, you know, puppets of the New World Order. And, and they commit crimes that again, just like the media lies, are so blatant and so obvious and so overwhelming that I just get so frustrated desiring justice. Like, you know, Lord, please hold these people accountable. You know, we're seeing sedition and treason right in front of our eyes and nothing's being done. And as a matter of fact, 50% of the country is celebrating this. And it's so frustrating, and 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 so I find uh, the more I'm looking into this, the more I'm looking into the face of this injustice and this evil and this wickedness every day. Um, my heart becomes so hardened towards these people. I, I not hardened, but just desiring vengeance, desiring war, desiring you know people to be held accountable and and charged with treason even to the point where I've, if i'm honest in my heart i'm desiring executions like you know these people need to be publicly executed for treason and and so i'm i'm looking at my heart and i'm going man this is not the christian response i'm getting so angry about this and I, i'm trying to remind myself daily 
We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. These are just blind, ignorant puppets of the principalities and powers behind the scenes. And and But when you're looking into the face of it every day and it's so blatant and they're so giddy in their lies, it's really, really hard. And so I've tried to remind myself of that verse that says, uh, because evil... Uh, wax is worse and worse. The the love of many will grow cold. Will grow cold, and I've noticed my heart growing cold. I'm just filled with anger and violence every day, wanting vengeance, wanting justice. And then you move into to the current situation, where there's blatant voter fraud. I mean that is insane. It, it's so obvious, and yet there's again the media cover up and the social media cover up. And, and a lack of justice, a lack of action um, on, the, on the part of our Justice Department to actually pursue um, any, any sort of justice. No, nobody is held accountable for this. And so I'm looking at this going, man, this, this is insane. This, this shouldn't be. And I'm getting so frustrated and so angry that I don't know what to do. And so that, that's where my heart's been. And then, like I say, I'm constantly trying to remind myself, you know, this you can't get angry like this. Revolution's not the answer. We, we as Christians uh, are not allowed to participate in violence or revolt or, or any sort of physical action. Uh, we ought to be praying for our leaders and praying for God to expose evil and to do justly and, and remembering that he is sovereign, that regardless of the Illuminati schemes, regardless of the political schemes, God is sovereign over that. He sets up pharaohs and Nebuchadnezzars and, and Bidens and Clintons. He puts them in power. Yes, it is the scheme of the devil and his new world order, but the devil is God's devil. He doesn't do anything outside of God's counsel, outside of God's wise and holy plan. And so God and God has prophesied and told us that we're going to have this new world order, that there will be this beast system and there will be a persecution of the saints. But it's ultimately going to bring about the return of Jesus Christ. It's going to bring about ultimate victory. And we know in eternity, justice will be upheld, that, that righteousness will prevail, good will be done. Um, so I've tried to remember these things, but it's been so hard. Uh, and, and so I've wrestled with, you know, should I just stop looking into these things? Should I stop worrying about it and just focus on the Lord? Or am I required to be aware, to be wise as a serpent, to know what's going on so I can sound the warning bell? But if I'm doing that, how do I do that without getting upset? And I had a really good conversation with my brother, Josh Garrison, um, who started this podcast with me. And he was just talking about the old saints and, and how they wouldn't uh, be concerned about pol political things. You know, they lived in Rome under the, the tyranny of Nero, uh, but they were so distinct and so separate from the world. They were just focused on the Lord's work. Like what was going on in the world didn't matter. And, and, and there's a truth to that because we are um, sojourners, we're, we're pilgrims, we're strangers, we're aliens. This isn't our home. Aliens don't come into a country and try to dictate policy and to change things. 
That's, that's not what an alien does. We're, we're representatives of the king. We should be single-minded, focused on the Lord, not concerned about what's going on politically. Um, and, and, and to an extent, you know, I, I mean, not to an extent, that is true. That is absolutely true. And, and so the part of me wrestles with, okay, but I also want to expose evil. I want to point it out to people. When, when you see people celebrating wickedness, when you see people supporting uh, their own enslavement, their own their own destruction. You want to point that out to them and go, look what you're doing. This is insane. Look where this is leading. You know, be aware, be alert. And so I've just tried to balance these things with like, how do I how do I point out to people the dangers and the lies and the wickedness, while remaining singly focused on the kingdom of God. And uh, like I say, I just had a really good conversation with Josh. He he really gave me some clarity. And the Lord used him to bring peace to me and to just kind of refocus me and get me to think, you know, all right, Josh, you need to, to stop being so concerned um, about injustice and, and just trust the Lord. The Lord's got this. And, and part of it is a fear because I see what's coming and I know the hardships that it's going to bring upon Christians. And so, like, you want to struggle against that. You want to be like, no you know, let's keep our comfortable, free society where we can practice our faith without fear, uh, without persecution, um, without hindrance. So that's a big part of it because you see what's coming and, and you want to resist it. You want to you stop it from coming to pass. Um, but again, I, I just have to trust the Lord and, and put my complete faith in His sovereign hand, knowing that, that He determines... Um, the entire scheme of the world. He, he determines how this world progresses. And so I just need to rest in him. And um, so for the last week or so, I've, I've had a lot of peace on that and just a different mindset um, where I'm, I'm not so concerned anymore. Like the Lord's got this. The Lord determines things. And I got one more point on this uh, before switching to the next subject, but we're coming up on the break. Um, so I'll give you that last point on the other side of this break. Hey, all right, welcome back to uh, Weekly Walk uh, with Joshua Ingram. Um, I was just talking about our current political system, and I had one more point that I wanted to make here, one other idea that I've thought about. So I'm looking at the situation, and I'm going, okay, it, I, I thought for sure that Trump was, was God's guy, um, that, that he would certainly be reelected. I knew there would be chaos, and there would be conflict, and, and the left would resist, and the media would would create more lies and, and anger and division, but I thought he would win. And then, um, I, I still think he might, but, uh, on election night with the electoral, uh, votes going towards Biden with the States going towards Biden, that kind of threw me for a loop too. I thought, okay, well, what's going on here? What's the plan? And and perhaps I've I've often thought that perhaps it's leading to civil war, and what better way than to give Biden the victory, and then to have the courts rule in favor of Trump and to switch it, because um, that would just the media would hype that to extreme levels, and and the leftist uh, mob would take to the streets and would cause chaos. And, and so I, I, I've thought like that's probably the direction we're heading. But then I thought with Trump seemingly losing, 
Perhaps that's the Lord's way of showing us that we've made an idol out of Trump, that we've put our trust in chariots and kings rather than the Lord. And so I was looking at myself and I thought, maybe that's true. Maybe I've put too much trust in, in Trump. I've put so much hope in him thinking that maybe he's the one to, to get us out of this new world order scheme, to give us more time. Because I, I know ultimately that this will happen. It's a biblical prophecy. It's going to come to pass. But I thought may, I put so much hope in Trump thinking that maybe he's going to stop it and delay it. And, and perhaps in my lifetime now we'll, we'll have a reprieve and we'll be able to continue in America with our freedoms and with our with with our religious freedoms and with our freedom of speech and our our ability to to live as we want to live. And so I thought maybe maybe this is the Lord's way of showing us that we've made an idol out of Trump. That uh, not not just me, but I would assume many Christians have put uh, way too much hope in this guy. Uh, we we've seen the agenda of the left, and and we all know. You know, it's not spoken about in the media, but we all know that it's leading towards Christian persecution. Uh, we can see the immoral nature of it and, 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 and how it's going to um, want to silence the voice of the Christians and to shut down our gatherings and, and to make sure that we're not able to evangelize and, and to make sure that we're not able to call out sin. So, so we can all see that this leftist agenda is an antichrist agenda, that it's going to lead towards hardships for Christians. And because we intuitively know that, <clears throat> we've set so much hope in Trump, we thought maybe he can be the one. He, he can uh, save us, so to speak. He can, he can deliver us from this coming persecution. He can give us more time. And, and so perhaps this is the Lord's way of, of saying, no, he's just a man. You know, you've you've put way too much hope into this man. You've put way too much emphasis into this man. And and so I know for me personally, it's had me draw back and go, look, ultimately, this whole political thing doesn't matter. God is sovereign over everything. He's going to do what he's going to do. I just need to trust in him. And And yes, when I see evil, I need to call it out and expose it. But I need not be concerned about it. My focus needs to remain on walking in holiness and walking in righteousness and proclaiming the gospel and trusting my sovereign king, trusting that if persecution comes, it's okay. God's got it. And, and, and trusting that regardless of what the government say, I'm going to obey God, even if that costs me everything. If they tell me I can't gather with the saints, I'm still going to gather with the saints. If they tell me I can't proclaim the gospel, I'm still going to proclaim the gospel. If the social media sites shut down that proclamation of the gospel, we'll find other ways to do it. Um, even if we have to, you know, and perhaps that's a good thing because I, I know a lot of us probably aren't physically going out to the streets uh, and, and, and maybe we'll be called to do that. And, and, and maybe, you know, it, it, it'll cost us our freedom or our money or whatever. And perhaps there is a, a mark of the beast right around the corner where we're not going to be able to go to the stores or we're not going to be able to hold a job um, because we won't take that mark and it's going to cause incredible hardships. 
Uh, but that's all fine. The Lord is sovereign. We need to trust in the Lord and, and not in a political figure and not in the political system. If the Lord raises up Trump to, to be that man for us to stand in the gap and to stop uh, or to delay the New World Order, so be it. If he's just another puppet of the New World Order and it makes no difference if it's him or Biden, so be it. If the Lord brings in Biden and we move towards a, a, a legislative um uh, persecution where, where, where hardships for Christians are actually legislated in the government. So be it. What, whatever the Lord has planned, he is sovereign and we can trust him. And so, like I say, I, I just had a good conversation with Josh and then I listened to a, 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 a good sermon by Pastor John MacArthur and, and just some other things uh, from the Lord that have just really refocused me and, and got me to, to calm down, I've noticed that the anger in my heart has subsided, that I'm no longer fretting and 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 I'm no longer like I see that it's all fear based. A lot of people that fight or flight type thing. I'm a fighter. When I'm afraid, I will fight. When I'm afraid, I get angry. It it shows itself in anger, where in other people it might show itself in depression or despondency or anxiety. Um, mine comes out in anger, and so. I, I, I've just seen the Lord working in my heart and, and taking some of that fear away. Um, and, and, and then the result of that is that the anger's going away. And praise God for that. The next step is to actually love my enemies and to pray for them. And right now, uh, to be honest, I would have a really hard time praying for Nancy Pelosi or Hillary Clinton or, uh, Joe Biden, um, you know, may the Lord forgive me, because they, yes, they're high-level puppets, but they're just puppets uh, of Satan, as we once were. We, you know, we were all probably just real low-level, but uh, Ephesians says that um, they're controlled by the spirit of disobedience, and we once were controlled by the spirit of disobedience. They are just controlled by the spirit of disobedience. They're just given a higher level of power and influence. And, and so that makes it a little bit harder for me to, to see beyond uh, them and to look to the principalities and powers. But uh, perhaps that's the next place the Lord will bring me. So anyways, that, that's been the predominant issue on my heart is the political situation we find ourselves in and, and just trying to wrestle through how to deal with this in a in a godly manner and to not fret and to not uh, be filled with so much anger that my love grows cold. Besides that, um, another thing that I've 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 started doing here, um, I've mentioned in the previous podcast, uh, either the last one or one before, um, that I've had a really good few months here now. Um, just. Uh, a time of refreshing, a time of, of joy, a time of just closeness with the Lord and experiencing His grace and Him giving me victory over sin uh, through His grace and just giving me renewed focus and, and renewed uh, desire and renewed love for His Word and for the things of God and and how He's um, tempered my desire for, for fleshly things. Uh, like entertainment-based things, and that he, he's kind of taken that away so that I'm finding my joy in him more and not in other things. And so it's it's just been a really, really good uh, few months for me. And 
one of the things that the Lord has done is um, just had me really organize my days. Um, I'm afforded a luxury with the job that I have, uh, praise God, is that while I'm working, I'm able to listen um, to like podcasts and sermons um, continually throughout my day, you know, so, so it doesn't interfere with my work. So I'm able to work and at the same time listen to these things. And so I've taken that opportunity, I've taken that time, and I've really organized um, to keep myself spiritually focused. Um, yes, I'm, I'm still listening to some of the political things. I have a few political people that I like to, to listen to. Um, but I've tempered that where I, I was listening every day, like four hours a day, and just getting filled with anger. I've tempered that to now, you know, I listen every other day just for a few hours. And in between that, I'm listening to spiritually based uh, podcasts. Um, I like to listen to the guys that did the Duck Dynasty show. Um, I don't agree with them on, on several doctrine issues, but I do believe that they're real, true, solid Bible believers. Uh, especially the patriarch Phil and um, his son Jace and his son Al who do their podcast. Uh, it's called the Unashamed Podcast. I like to listen to them. Uh, like I say, I, I do disagree with several things on a doctrine level, uh, but I consider them to be brothers, and they, they, they it's obvious in their speech that they love the Lord and that they're biblically, spiritually focused. And so it's a real joy for me to listen to three men speak about God, to sit and talk about the Lord in their lives and, and to talk about biblical issues, um, even on the ones we disagree with. Um, so I, I like to listen to them. And then I've also, uh, I listened to a lot of Ray Comfort um, back in the, um, like 2012 through 2015, I think. Um, he had a podcast uh, with some other brothers called On the Box. Uh, where they really uh, talk about evangelism, and it's a short half-hour podcast, but um, because it's all archived information, there's there's like, I don't know, probably 500 episodes, and so I'm able to listen um, to several of those throughout the week, and, and I get a lot of enjoyment out of that. And then um, the other thing that I've done is I've set aside um, every Tuesday, every Thursday, and every Sunday um, for sermon um sermon specific podcasts like like the vast majority of my day is filled with sermons so I'll li and and I'm listening to uh my favorite pastors uh, they've they've all got podcasts I'm able to look up hundreds and hundreds of sermons and just fill my day listening to the 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 word of God being preached and so I've got pastor John Piper uh pastor uh Tim Conway pastor Brian Borgman uh, Pastor John MacArthur, Pastor Martin Lloyd Jones, and uh, Pastor Washer, and so I'll, I'll put and and uh, um, Pastor Spurgeon, uh, Charles Spurgeon. They they do audio readings of, of his sermons. I've mentioned that before. Uh, my favorite teachers, but I've taken those guys and and so uh, they like I say, there's thousands of sermons, and so every Tuesday and Thursday I, I line up a list of them and and just listen throughout the day. Um, and then um, the one big thing that I've been doing that, that's really been beneficial to me um, is Pastor Tim Conway had mentioned in one of his sermons that he has what he calls the day. And it's one day a month where he specifically sets it aside to have a, an entire day 
filled with focus on the Lord. And that's not to say that we're not focused on the Lord the rest of the time, because we are. Like I say, even when I'm listening to political things, I'm thinking about the Lord. And if I'm watching a TV show, I'm thinking about the Lord. And um, it's, but this Lord's Day thing was like, he would, he, he specifically eliminates all other distractions and just focuses on God. And I heard him say that and I thought, man, that sounds really, really uh, pleasurable. It sounds enjoyable. It sounds like such a blessing. And so I determined to set aside one Sunday a month, and, and I've done it three times now, and it, it has been a great joy to me. And so what I'll do, and, and perhaps this can inspire you to do the same, is I'll wake up, and, and this is this is the general outline. Um, I'm not always able to follow through. Um, unfortunately, sometimes I end up taking a nap, and so I kind of fall behind on Sundays, and then I, I, I don't really have time to catch up. But um, I do stay focused on the Lord. I don't turn on the TV unless I'm going to watch um, something spiritually beneficial, like a documentary about the Lord or or some apologetic video on YouTube or something like that. But the way I'll do it is I wake up and um, I'll have my coffee and I'll sit and I'll listen to a sermon right off, right out the gate. And then, you know, I'll do my, my daily reading in the scriptures and I'll do uh, my Facebook Live video that I do where I'm, I'm working through the scriptures and it's just a little short video. But then I also do a little fun thing on YouTube uh, where I do a reaction video um, and I do a, I, I react to music or, or evangelism or um, a uh, biblical teaching or I expose a false teacher. And so I'll do that and then I will um, listen to another sermon and then I'll go for a drive uh, where, where I play a sermon on the radio and I just drive to a random spot out in the country and just, you know, enjoy God's creation. Just looking at, at everything that he's made and, and um, just spending time with meditation on the Lord. And I'll come home and as I'm driving home, I'll listen to another sermon and I, I get home and I'll uh, read a good solid book. Right now I'm reading uh, Pastor John Piper's Expository Exaltation and um, I finished John Owen's Spiritual Mindedness and then I'll do a teaching video. I, I do a, a teaching video on Facebook Live as well and I'll, I'll do that. And then I'll do some more scripture reading or or I'll watch uh, a documentary or some spiritual YouTube video uh, while, I eat, while I eat my supper. And then um, I go to the gym, and while I'm at the gym, I'll listen to a sermon. And I come home, and it's time to do the podcast. So I'll do that. And then the day is done, and my entire day was spent with the Lord. The entire day was spent on spiritual things. And like I say, it, it, it's, I've only done it a few times, and, and only once was I able to get through everything. Um, like I say, like today, I ended up sleeping in and just fell behind. Um, but the time I'm awake, I'm, I've spent the whole day focused on the Lord and just rejecting all other distractions. Um, and it, it's been such a tremendous, tremendous blessing. It's been so refreshing. And the Tuesdays and the Thursdays also when I'm at work and I'm, I'm listening to sermons and I've I've just I really really enjoy what the Lord has done for me lately. Just giving me this this uh, pleasure in Him, 
and of finding pleasure in in spiritual things and so much pleasure that uh fleshly things are no aren't appealing like i was telling my buddy i'll sit like when i do have some free time i'll turn on the tv and i'll look for something to watch and and you know there's such an abundance of options with amazon prime and youtube and i got uh satellite and and on demand and there's nothing appealing even with these thousands of options i'll sit and scroll and there's just nothing that seems worthwhile there's there's no movies there's no television shows there's nothing that just seems it 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 it's so dry and boring compared to the spiritual things you know, I would much rather be in, spending time with the Lord. Now, my next goal is to stop taking naps because that's taken away from my, my spiritual joy as well. Uh, I get done with work and I have these ideas where I want to just sit and meditate on the Lord and I end up falling asleep and uh, just waste the day. But just doing all these spiritual things has just been so pleasurable to me. And I'm so thankful to the Lord that he has refreshed me and that I'm, I'm not seeing these things as boring, that he's just given me great joy and great pleasure. Um, you know, it almost just brought tears to my eyes right now thinking about it, how how joyous uh, the, this time has been. And I pray that it never go away and that the Lord will just draw me deeper and deeper into these things and that I'll find more and more pleasure in him and, and less and less pleasure in the things of the world. Um, it's just been great, and so I, I, I highly recommend um, that you, you you find a way to do this in your own life, that first you just pray for the grace of God to give this to you, and then and then take some of these ideas that I have, you know, with, with just setting up your day to listen to, to spiritually beneficial things, and to watch spiritually beneficial things, and to read uh, good spiritual books, and, and to, to find a time to do some sort of ministry, whatever it is. You know, it's, it's, I by no means have a great ministry. It, this podcast, I consider it a ministry. What do I get? Like 10 listeners every week. And, uh, the videos I do on Facebook live, you know, I probably only get like a handful of viewers and same with my YouTube videos, but I get joy out of them because they, they keep my mind focused on the Lord. They fill my day with spiritual pleasurable things and it, and it's very good. Um, and then with the last few minutes that I have here, I guess the last thing that I want to talk about is um, I recognized, so I have this this tendency in my natural disposition, my natural um, demeanor um, to be very critical. Um, I'm, I, I have an authoritative personality, and so when people don't meet my expectations or when situations don't meet uh, the expectations that I want, I'm very critical and I complain. And um, it's not good. It, it makes uh, fellowship hard. It causes conflict and disputes and offenses. And so the Lord has been gracious with me in this recently as well and, and just showing me to be um, more accepting. And, and, and I suppose it's a form of humility where the Lord is just humbling me to, to accept my brothers and sisters as they are. Like, it's not my job to change them to fit to what I want them to be. Um, I'm not their God. I'm not their master. They don't have to meet my expectations. Uh, the group that I fellowship with now, um, you know, I've been with them long enough. I know they're solid believers. I know they're born again. I know they belong to Christ. 
And so he's going to do with them as he pleases. I don't have to change them. He will do with them what he wants. And so my duty is to just love them and accept them uh, with all their quirks and all their personalities and, and all the, the, the conflicts that we have with our differing personalities. And, and so I've, I've, the last few weeks, I, I've tried so hard um, to not be critical, to not be complaining, to just be content, to just be satisfied uh, with having brothers and sisters in the faith, to just be satisfied with, uh, who, you know, the Lord has given me a group of believers. Like, these people are my brothers and sisters in, in reality, in spiritual reality. They're 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 mine you know the lord has given us to each other you know they're mine and i am theirs and 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 we are the lords you know we belong to each other he's given us this flock to fellowship with and and so just really being focused on not nitpicking and not being sarcastic and not being critical and and not being um uh, quick to to course jest and to pick on uh, because I think that's what people have a tendency to do when you're with your friends is to pick on each other and but I've just the Lord has just graced me with the the last few weeks with a holding of the tongue and and an ability to refrain from doing that and it's caused so much contentment it's it's just caused me to just accept my brothers and sisters and to be okay with everything they do um you know as long as it's not sin and if it's sin then it then it's addressed in a whole different way it wouldn't be a critical nitpicking way it would be in a compassionate uh you know this this has to be addressed in remedied way um but just setting aside the complaining and the coarse jesting and the sarcasm and the nitpicking and and the um just putting each other down you know in joking ways just setting that all aside and and being uh content to just dwell amongst brothers to just know that that I've got brothers and sisters and to just love them and and to 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 look beyond the offenses and to just you know uh let things go when when there is an offense or a slight not, and I'm not saying it's not perfect. As a matter of fact, I got offended at him today, but it, but it was short lived, and I, you know, and 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 um, the Lord has just given me that grace to to just to just dwell um, with people who are different than me, and be okay with that, and it's it's brought great contentment. Um, so I guess with that, um, I, I'm gonna wrap it up. Praise God, we were able to fill up a, a full podcast here. Um, yeah, so as always, I, I, I really appreciate you guys listening. Um, I love you and, and thank you, um, for giving me your time, um, for, um, you know, setting aside this hour of your day to, to listen to nobody, Josh Ingram, just your average Joe out here speaking his mind and, uh, what a blessing it is to, to, to do something like this, to, to put together a podcast like this and to just speak my heart. Um, anyways, I'm rambling. I'm, I'm going to wrap up. I love you guys. We'll talk to you next time. Stay classy, San Diego.